I'm Phil with Alpha Bow Hunting, and this is our new show, To The Point. Be rad. All right, welcome everybody. This is uh, To The Point show, a little different format that we've been doing in the past. We're actually here in the pro shop, and I've got Braden and Bo with me today. We're going to give some of our initial uh, kind of reactions, feelings, feedback, comments, if you will, on some of the new bow models that have, that have come out for the 2019 offering. So first things first, just want to be clear that our opinion today may change from an opinion in, in a month from now or three months from now. <laughs> or a week or a couple but, hours. But. And in part, I'll tell you that the more we work on these bows, uh, from, from a tuning aspect to seeing if there's any inconsistencies or issues with anything, that will definitely affect how we feel about a bow down the line. So initial feel is really just based off of draw cycle, shot, noise, hand vibration, that kind of thing. Uh, some, some speed performance measurements, but to get started, you know, we've, I guess we've got the prime line, we've got Hoyt, we've got Matthews and we've got the PSC bows in. Yep. Um, and each one of those has multiple models so we are here during normal hours uh, at the shop it's a little slower time of the day but you may hear some stuff in the background again we uh, just so you know this is we're a full functioning shop One so of us may have to bump out there and help somebody multitasking that's yeah. right yeah. so uh Braden, i know you've got a couple of favorites why don't you grab a couple off the wall there and we'll we'll talk a bit about um so, some of the characteristics you're, you're liking on on some of the bows this year We don't have a turbo, I grabbed that, but... Well, you can talk about that too. I mean, I know that's... that's. Um, so this Prime CT3, um, really impressed with this bow this year uh, compared to what they put out last year. I uh, wasn't a big fan of the Logic last year. Uh, the CT3, shooting it, super nice shot, uh, super nice draw cycle, a little stiff through the whole draw cycle, but it's very smooth, if that makes any sense. It's a, it's a little hard to pull in the beginning, but... It's smooth, it's consistent. Yeah. Doesn't drop into the, the, the back wall real hard. Um, shot it on both cable stops and limb stops, because uh, that's one of the advantages of these cans you can do. Uh, enjoyed it on the cable stops actually more, uh, since I've been shooting a lot more cable stop boats. Um, that's initial impressions. Uh, actually, I've had a, a good friend of mine pick one of these up and started playing with it, put a new set of custom strings on it, um, did some tweaking, and he picked up some speed. He actually was hitting over what uh, what they're advertising on IBO, uh, which they advertise a 335 on this bow, uh, 33 inches axle to axle. Um, he actually was hitting about 340 when we did the math. So, is room for improvement with some with some tuning, um, but uh, actually a really really nice bow. I, I'm I'm intrigued by this bow a lot. So, so this is one on my list. But but why don't you jump in here real quick? Because I know that you've got a another one in your hand that's uh, yeah. So right here we've got the uh, PSC Evoke 31, 31 inches axle to axle. Uh, I say it's got a six inch brace height. It's just shy of that, 5.87 or something is what they actually advertise the brace height at. Um, but basically right at six, uh, 342 feet a second IBO on this particular bow. Um, honestly, out of PSC's lineup this year, I was super impressed with the Evoke 31. Um, they're still using the ECS, the Evolve Cam system. Um, great thing about that is for the guys that uh, like a super smooth draw, this cam definitely offers it. It also allows you to adjust the let off between 80 and 90%. Uh, and you can get a low let off module for this bow as well uh, for the guys that like more holding weight. 
Um, one of the cool features uh, that uh, PSC introduced into this particular riser design is their bow sling. Now these bow slings, they don't come with the bows. They are separate, but you can't order it for the bow. Um, on all the Evokes, the Evoke 31 and the 35, they offer this, and it literally just clips right into the riser. Okay, there's a mounting hole on the top side of the riser, bottom side of the riser. There's a little button right here on the, uh, the sling that allows it to pop right off. So I thought that was a pretty cool little feature. Um, a lot of the same stuff from PSC over year, the last couple of years, multiple sight mounting holes. Um, they offer a hole down lower in the riser for guys that use a back bar system. Want to push that uh, that bar down and lower the center of gravity, but uh, super smooth, super quiet, really comfy. Really digging this bow. That is a nice bow. Brayden, you uh, we we all kind of have a, a another favorite. And let me jump back in front of the cap. So we still don't have a Hoyt RX3 Turbo in yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna say that I've not been a huge fan of the turbo models the last three or four years. It's just they've been. A little more aggressive than I like and on the cam, on the draw cycle, and a little bit louder on the shot. This year's turbo, I'm very impressed with. I mean, I think it's probably the best turbo they've built in at least four, five, six years. I don't know. I think so. I think it's probably the first year. Well, actually, you didn't order one. No. But you were thinking about it. I think I was the same. This was going to be the first year that I think all three of us were going to order yeah, the well, same. Yeah, and I still may end up with one because I was that impressed when, when Hoyt, our, uh, Alex, our Hoyt rep, came in and he had one. And it's just, it, that bows money. It's a, it's a different draw cycle than they've had in the past. It still has great performance and it's a touch quieter than, than any of their turbos that they've made in a while, right? Yeah. So win, win, win. But I tell you, I'm still not sure. I like the RX3, the shorter mm -hmm. version. Um, it's one of, the, one of the gripes that Hoyt's had, uh, specific, specifically on the carbons, is they were a little bit loud. That, I shoot a, I've shot a Hoyt for a few years, you know, and, and they've worked with us on, on a lot of the tournament stuff. So on full disclosure, we have a relationship with them outside of just normal business from our tournament aspect. But aside from that, you know, or setting that aside, their bows have been a touch loud. That's, that's been the one few, one of the few, yeah, I mean, right? If we're, right? we're going to be honest, absolutely. That's, yep. that's, but it seems like the RX3 this year, definitely quieter than what they've built in the past. I've noticed that the carbons in the past were louder than the aluminums. And this year, that RX3 just seemed like they they, they finally kind of figured Actually, it I out. Think they deadened it down quite a bit. For, for this sure. year, I, I think, is probably the first year that their carbon bow seemed to be quieter than Correct. the aluminum bow. Yeah. Years past, all the aluminum bows were always quieter. They seemed to be, eh, vibration-wise, they were probably pretty close. But the RX3, for, for me personally, this year is definitely more dead in hand and definitely quieter than the aluminum bow. And, and so there's some new things with, with the Hoyt bows, with the cam fan, the cam sizing of the families, right? So in the past, Braden and I have been like on a two cam on a longer axle axle, bows right at the cusp of the, the two cam on a shorter axle axle. Yep. This year with them changing the offering, the sizes of that two cam, we still haven't been able to put those bows through the ringer yet to see where the, you know, if they're as efficient, if they lost some efficiency with that cam system. Uh, I'll tell you that I, I had a number three cam Ultra last year and a number two cam ultra, and I ended up liking both for different reasons. But I think that this two cam that's going to be a little bit bigger might be the perfect blend. Right. No, in I, between, think, right? I think you're right. You know, it, it puts us on paper, it puts us a little bit behind the, the, the curve on being at the end, wanting yep. to be at the end of those cams. But like you said, we haven't got to, we haven't got to play with them a whole lot, and I'm, I'm intrigued by that turbo. 
to play with it and, and get some real speed testing out of it and see if it's hitting the speeds that it claims because it is significantly smoother in the draw cycle than, right. than, the, than the turbos in the past. 100%. Yeah. Bo's got another bow here that's actually another one that's was I, very impressive. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I agree. for the most part all of us unanimously liked this bow. Uh, this is the Matthews Vertex. It's a 30 inch axle axle bow, uh, IBO rating of 343, I believe. Um, man, I mean, Matthews has always done a good job. Um, I think our complaint over, say, last year's bow was the let off. Um, here in Colorado, being only able to go up to 80% to legally hunt big game, we were pigeonholed into the 75% let off modules, which the bows still felt great. They still were super smooth. Um, but it there was a good, there were, yeah, it felt good. It felt really good at 85. Yeah. Yeah. There was a totally different feel. So right. Matthews, uh, with the verdicts this year, finally offering an 80% let off module. Um, thank you for that guys. I, we really appreciate that. It felt super great with the 80%. Um, the cool thing with their module this year too, um, on one bow, you can go from 60 pounds to 75 pounds, um, just by changing the modules out. The module actually affects peak weight. Now you still have the limb bolt, so you can still back the pound of jet, uh, you know, down or up depending upon where your limb bolts are sitting uh, when you start, but you have that huge range of, of draw weight just with the module. Um, super smooth to draw, really comfortable at full draw, solid back wall for a cable stop bow, um, which is, you know, is, is Matthews's deal, man. They've always, they've always actually had a pretty good back wall for a cable stop bow, but um, Really quiet, really dead in the hand. Like I said, I think I'm all in, of us really right. And I'm intrigued with to, to play with that switch weight system to see what happens to performance as you change modules from yeah. from draw weights to, to and, lengths. And, and just to know, I, I've always been a longer axle to axle guy since just shooting a lot of tournament uh, tournament archery. I've I've preferred that string angle. I actually like the shorter of the offerings from Matthews this year, yeah. the vertex to the traverse. I just I think that this bow is. It's it's a really good feeling hunting bow, and even that's where you know going back to the Hoyt lineup, that RX3 feels really good even though it's on that shorter platform to the Ultra. But um, this is a really nice bow. I think they they did a really good job. Uh, some upgrades from the the tracks, and that was a popular bow yeah. for yeah. 2018. Yeah. So um, I, to say that this is a this is a good time in. To be a consumer if you're looking for a new bow to upgrade to try something new maybe a new brand whatever the case is it's a really good time because there's a lot of nice bows out right now what are we seeing for trends do you think i'm just sitting here thinking trends of, of new things they're doing to the bows not necessarily cam systems i mean cam systems but my, my example is grips. So Matthews yeah. completely redesigned the grip this year. Yep. Hoyt, Hoyt put did. A, Hoyt put a new new grip Hoyt. option on on their on their. Hoyt's grip. Bows. I'm I'm definitely excited to play with it. I was actually going to grab one of our bows here and just start messing with that grip a little bit to see how much it affected how a bow paper tuned. Um, that I'm really excited about. These these guys here know I'm. I can't stand cam. Um, and if I can shift the grip. And allow me to clean up my tear without adding as much cam lean into the top. If you're gonna, yeah. if you're a guy that likes the yoke tune, um, I really like that feature. Hence why I'm really excited to play with that white grip. Um, Matthews, like you said, mm -hmm. changed their grip. They definitely did well, a better job. And I, I think I, I that like the new grip. to to kind of give my perspective on that question, Braden, it, we're definitely seeing that from the performance standpoint. Uh, obviously, Leveling the off. improvements are very much plateauing. Correct. Yeah. And I think that the tunability. 
or the comfort in the shot, in the feel of the actual, you know, process of the shot on a bow is where they're directly going after. I mean, it's, a, it's always an aesthetics game. I mean, they always change the look of the bow. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's nothing new, whether you like a, a different year's riser cut or whatever the case or not. That That's always going to be there, I think. But I think, like, Hoyt, the innovations with the grip, you know, mm-hmm. um, the Matthews with the, the module rate. system, yeah. you know, there's, there's features now that are really making it more comfortable, more pleasant, and easier to to use, I, yeah. I guess. Well, you know, yeah. in one of our previous episodes, I think Henry hit it right on the head, you know, that the performance of the bows themselves is plateauing a little bit, but the shooting experience oh, is, it's getting better. is getting way better. Right, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, obviously always excited when new stuff comes out, but uh, you, know, you gotta test it, tried and true, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, there's there's some pretty sweet stuff out there. Tinker, for sure. No, for sure. Well, and that's kind of initially, like I said, some of our, uh, reactions if you will some of the initial feedback because we're even though you know depending on what we shoot i guess let me let me try to describe that this 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 way we we spend some time on all these bows we'll take a bow off the shelf we'll put a hamski rest on it we'll, we'll work on paper tuning it we'll try some different things because we need to know when your bow comes in if there's certain certain things that work or don't work to get a problem resolved. So we're definitely get further along the, right. those rabbit holes moving forward. And like Bo said, just to start playing with things and see see what the what they do, how they how they react, see what influences what, and um, that way we can be better educated ourselves. Because we the, when you see the bows come out, that's when we see the bows come out. Right. You know, there's nothing we don't get no email or notification a month ahead of time. Hey, these are some of the characteristics or some of the things you're going to need to watch out for on the new bow models. We don't get any of that. So we have to do our due diligence to learn um, as we're selling them in many cases and, and do the best we can to, to just be honest and transparent with what we see. Yeah. So that's all we've got. Like I said, just wanted to throw a quick episode together here behind the counter and get a little more hands-on with some of the equipment. We'll actually do some more testing and, uh, and shooting of the bows and performance tests. And, and you know even from a standpoint of, of understanding when a certain manufacturer you know, just to see what the, what it looks like when it comes out of the box, right? This bow is supposed to be a 70-pound bow at 29 inches, and it, is it actually pulling 70 or is it pulling 74? And what's the drawing? Or is it pulling 28 yeah. and, a, and three quarter or 28 and a quarter? Right? I mean, right. that cam synchronization is, is any of that stuff out of whack? So there's some stuff that um, I would say that the quality control has has gotten better from from most companies. Some companies have always been really good, but uh, you know, we'll just kind of dive down some of those rabbit holes and, and give you guys a, a behind-the-scenes look as to some of the interactions that we deal with because it's it's fun. It's it's and it's not that we're trying to throw anybody under the bus. It's just it's it's what we it's what we go through. Right. So we want to bring that to you guys as well. So a couple of quick announcements. If you're in the Denver area, the practice round for the indoor uh, alpha event is December 15th at 5 p.m. Yep. Uh, ISC show is going to be our first event. We will do a semi-live feed. I'm going to say semi-live because the internet signal is not very good in the convention center. It may get recorded and uploaded about an hour later. That's going to happen January 13th. The shootout's going to be at uh, approximately noon, 1 o'clock on that day. So you can expect to see that live feed go up if it has to get recorded and uploaded probably by 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, don't forget to comment on these videos because we're going to be giving a bow away here within the next week and a half. And uh, my 
the next book, the Shoot or Don't Shoot book, it will be up within the next week. So there'll be some additional notifications and reminders. Uh, if you want to go out and purchase it on Amazon, it'll be available there. Our paperbacks will, will be in stock probably the second week in January. So we'll be, we're going to do a pre-order on those as well. So you guys got anything else before we scoot? Come shoot them yourselves. They're here. That's it. You make the decision. Yep. Thanks, All right. Guys. See you guys later.